0: hello and welcome to episode 36 of the growing up gaming podcast i am your host and moderator mike and as always i am joined by the free willy to my jesse <laughs> brandon
1: that was a good one that was a good one yeah, thank, thank you, you buddy
0: if you are new here welcome to the squad i don't know why that one came <laughs> off but <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you're new here, welcome to the squad. And for all of our returning Guggernauts, welcome home. We are Grown Up Gaming, your bi-weekly, sometimes weekly, podcast dedicated to bring you all the best in the news, reviews, video games, and your occasional B-movie. And on this week's episode, we are talking Gamescom, oh, Brandon. Shit. We're talking Gamescom, buddy. Uh, the big event that's happening right now in Germany. And from there, we're going to be jumping over to today in video game history for Wednesday, August 25th. And then we're going to be wrapping up the show with Brandon and I's top fives, Fast in the Furious Cars. We've been talking oh, about it for a long baby. time,
1: but it's finally, it's finally going to happen
0: too long, buddy, too long. I'm very excited because, honestly, when just making my list, I was like, oh, that's like picking five cars, that's easy. And you start looking at the list, and like, man, does it get tough. Especially, it's like if we weren't doing honorable mention as well, then it becomes even worse. But yeah, we'll... we'll, Not to mention,
1: it's hard too, because if you were actually picking, like, for practicality, naturally, you're going to pick the top five most expensive cars, sell them, and then never have to work again. (laughs) Uh, But tried to uh i tried to avoid that just the cars i would legit just want to have
0: absolutely you're just like yeah just the goat the goat of fast and furious cars like gifted and if
1: i sold them like a curse would kill me like that's that's the type of thing i just you need to own those cars that's all pretty much r.i.p paul walker yeah uh i (laughs) I don't know why that sounded so (laughs) savage but yeah r.i.p paul it's not the same without you yeah I know it's okay. Either way, Brandon, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Walker
0: aside, yes. How are you, buddy? How's everything in the life of Brandy and What's going on? We're uh, two weeks out from our last episode, and it God, it felt good to be
1: back. Yes, yes, it did. Uh, honestly, uh, all that's changed since since last uh, last we all talked. As you'd all know, a very very big, much anticipated game came out for the PS Five, PS Four, XBone, and XBone Plus. Uh, oh baby Hades oh baby finally I got to sink my teeth into Hades so uh, I had briefly briefly for like half a second had this teetering moment of do I finish like a dragon or do I just go straight oh. into playing Hades and literally oh. before I finish thinking it I'm like yeah I'm playing Hades I'd, I've been waiting <laughs> a year and a bit to play this game so that's pretty much been new with me man for this uh, little catch up and cuddle session we got going on Let's here. Go. <laughs> uh <laughs> my my up literally has been just fiending hades i it is it is so much fun i've so sucked into the loop uh i've yes. been setting like an alarm to wake up an hour before luther does to play for an hour before he wakes up and i have to do dad duties right. and stuff I love that dedication, buddy. Oh, it's also just, it's actually become a really nice routine. I now finally, like, as a Nighthawk myself, I finally understand why dads would wake up at, like, 6 a.m. just to fuck (laughs) around and do shit, and then once everyone else wakes up, he's like, ah, you lazy assholes, I've been up since 6 doing shit, (laughs) and then you look around, like, dad, nothing looks like fucking happens, like, what have you been doing? He's like, stuff, just, yeah, yeah. dads. now I get it. Yeah, I'm just gonna fucking hide out in the basement and just crush whatever I want. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it has been a blast. I've been itching to talk to you about it because I've gotten I've sunken in so deep. Uh, I'm yes. like 38 runs deep now at this point. I'm on okay. a uh, I'm actually on a three run uh, in a row kill of Hades. Uh, oh, let's go! And my first Hades kill was at run 21, which the internet tells me very is very good. fast. Uh, yeah
0: it's very very good i think i i think mine was around run 30 mm. i want to say it's like between run 28 and run like 32 type of thing so anywhere in the in that gap
1: which seems which seems legit like i realized uh on well basically on the 21st run i realized that the assault rifle is broken (laughs) and uh (laughs) if you just like with one or two hammers it's it's a fucking god killer literally uh like I remember on the run that I won with my my rocket turned into a 1000% damage but basically I could take that damage like I could hit myself with it but it was plus oh, a yeah, thousand damage okay. I'm like well that's a no brainer just don't go there don't get hit <laughs> just run and <laughs> yeah. shoot and I just did that <laughs> and I had like this charm effect on it and uh like an extra buff on it so it was hitting for like 1200 <sighs> or 1500 damage per hit and it was charming Hades so he couldn't attack me for like 2 seconds it was it was a baby, I, I didn't even get hit. Nice. Like uh, so, I didn't use the gun again for a while because I'm like I don't don't want to go and just use the gun every time and just like murder everything mercilessly. So yeah. I I had some fun. So this time even on my three streak, there was a with a sword one, the twin fists, and. Mm-hmm. Which are actually my two least favorite weapons to. to yeah, play that's
0: through. what my, my follow up question is going to be what's your, your favorite weapon and then your, your least favorite weapon? I think the
1: least favorite is the Twin Fists. Uh, yeah,
0: I think I agree with you. Yeah,
1: they're. Oh, excuse me. I'm. Uh... Even this run that I did with them, I was a fucking god yet again. Like, I felt just so powerful. Um, essentially, for those of you who haven't played it yet, you can imbue different god powers onto different types of attacks. So there's like your dash attack, your special attack, your regular attack, your spec like your cast, which is like a yeah, ultra cast. god power. Uh, or, yeah, sorry, your cast that's just like a projectile that can be infused with gods as well. And then there's a call, which is like your yeah. super me like super move uh, build up. And basically, I had like poison, war, charm, weak. I had something different on every one of them, so it was just melting everything it touched, and it was just. It's so much fun. But then still Hades. Oh, that's an
0: interesting way of doing it. Rather than just like... Spe- I usually would like to specialize on two. I usually have two and then a third. Like a third that's like a one random off mm-hmm. one. Um, but otherwise, I'll usually do two. Like like try and get two gods because then you get synergies.
1: Yes. So I, I did find that too. Like Ares and Aphrodite, which I didn't actually expect, synergized insanely well. To the point where... Mm-hmm. Um, my special move, which is just like this massive uppercut that hits a, a big area, and actually yeah. one of the hammers I got makes it explode in a big AOE zone. It uh, weakens everyone, but then Ares' duo boon with her is that anyone who's weakened gets continuously, um, like, uh, rat or doom, take damage or whatever. Sorry, he, like, yeah, doom is inflicted every two seconds on them for yeah. the fifteen seconds they're weakened, and I'm just like. This is melting everyone, and then I'm dashing through them and poisoning them with like the, with the drunkenness effect, and like I, it was just, it was fun. But then when I got to Hades, it's just, I had to get in close to actually do damage, and he just butt fucks you when you get close. (laughs) So (laughs) that's why the range, I think, is uh, the range is good. But right now I'm about to hopefully get my fourth in a row, uh, Hades kill with the spear now. Very very nice.
0: Yeah, because then you can start using your the blood to buy different... Uh, or to get different... Um, oh, aspects. Like, with the sword and... You know, yeah, exactly. The different yeah. aspects of the mod. have got, like,
1: four aspects so far. But that's the other thing. Now I see why the grind gets you. Because uh, once you beat the game once, you unlock this, like... This p- pact of punishment where you can add different yeah. difficulty modifiers that then let you redo the game again and get all the original boss bonuses. So, like... Yeah. You need like 250 Titan blood to like upgrade all this all your weapons and then each aspect is so much plays so differently and it's so much fun. Like I see how this game just keeps roping you in. And uh mm-hmm. actually two of my neighbors I told them about it cuz they have game pass and Hades came out for free on game pass. <laughs> uh but yeah, I told them about it I'm like hey man, like you should give it a try, see what happens. 2 days later, uh <laughs> There's the word. Uh Two days later, he messaged me. He's like, "God damn you, man! I can't work." Like he's like he's trying to work from home, but it's like I keep just just keep doing runs. So yeah, man, it's
0: so dangerous.
1: Oh yeah, so it's been a little street war of like who can get farthest and like, yeah, awesome. But uh, as a whole, sorry, least favorite twin fists, most favorite is actually really tough because uh, I love this beer. I think it's so much fun to play with. I think it's so versatile and it's great. Uh, and I think I have the most fun playing with it. But the assault rifle is just broken in how good it is. So, like, it mm-hmm. is pretty fun to just be a god and just murder everything with, like, automatic fire, no reloading, shooting arrows, and spawning lightning bolts every time you hit someone, just murdering everyone in the distance. It's a blast. Uh, That's awesome. I see why. Like, I've only played a handful of roguelikes. But I can see why this has been widely revered as the best one ever made. Because there is so many layers of the story and going through it. And it's just it's just something new every time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now I've unlocked some companions, which is a cool thing. Didn't even realize that was a thing until... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little guys? Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah, you can like summon some of your people from like your room. Like the giant uh, the skeleton in your room that helps you practice with your weapons to just get continuously murdered. Me and him are boys now. Yeah, he's now. the best. Skelly. Yeah, so now I can summon him to be a dummy and basically take hits and like get killed for me in a in a fight, which is hilarious.
0: <laughs> Neat. Yeah. My uh my favorite weapon, Brandon, mm. if you are looking to unlock another aspect, yeah. would be it's the bow, the aspect of Hera, where oh. you, you can plop your you plop your cast. Oh yeah, the triple so cast. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can throw your cast into that one, and then on the mirror, I'll add in the one I don't know the name of it, but it gives you an additional cast as oh. well. Um. So you I think you. I have a max of four. And yeah, you throw all those in, and you just like when you shoot someone with that bad boy, you crush them. And then also, if you have uh, a god power attached to your to your cast, yeah. um, it just you can like shoot that god. Like you can shoot it at them type of thing. Exactly. So like you can do
1: some serious damage. Yeah, man, it's a nuke. Like uh, I've seen that build, and I did like it. I ended up trying the the bow build for for Chiron, uh, which. I actually really love playing with the bow. I think it's one of the funnest uh, to play. Yeah, the bow is my favorite. And like, which I did not expect. I expected to avoid the bow like the plague. And then I started playing it and getting some update upgrades for it. I'm like, the bow is so much fun. But that uh, Chiron aspect, you shoot them once and then your special shoots this shotgun blast of arrows. But now it all targets that one person. Yeah. So you get a little Ares Doom on there and you're getting like eight stacks of Doom over and over again. With the right Ooh. boons, it's just like, it's just melting every single oh, person so without having to aim.
0: It's so good. Yeah.
1: I think I'm gonna jump in and play it again. This,
0: I think I'm gonna try and download it on games on Game Pass so that I can see if I can beat it in like my first run, or yeah, like I,
1: <laughs> my like second run. Honestly, I think now it it totally is. It, it's very interesting in that one of the things I don't like with a lot of rogue rogue are just there's no carryover progression, where this one like Hades. You can 100% beat it right out the gate. Like, no buffs, mm-hmm. no no nothing. It is possible to do. You can make it so far. like And especially after you've been playing a while, you find you won't even die through any of the worlds or any of the bosses, even without buffs. I uh, yeah. found that out drunk by accident when I, <laughs> uh, when I didn't realize <laughs> that there was a second side to the mirror, which was extremely embarrassing. I was on, like, run 35. Or no, 30, I think. And I didn't realize that there was two different skills per slot, on the mirror, and you could alternate them. So I flipped all of them to the second one, and then started a run, and didn't realize that I had zero levels into them, because I didn't respond yeah, and to anything. You just got, and I had nothing. I just got wiped? No, uh, yeah. so I had no skills whatsoever, and I made it to uh, the third, Elysium's final boss. Oh, that's pretty and good. And I'm like, that was with zero buffs, with zero everything, and also I had been drinking for about eight hours. And I was playing with <laughs> two other buddies in the room so let's go like
0: you know what just I mean? like, jacked
1: up on excitement and testosterone yeah <laughs> mountain duke uh, red zone all day code red, yeah, code code red, red baby let's go all <laughs> yeah, right so that has literally been because apart from that day-to-day dad life man chase my toddler make sure he doesn't die there you go that's nice. sweet and then uh, nailed it yeah that's it man nice, just dude. been crushing hades literally just well halfway through a run right before we started recording so Nice. Yeah. Better nice, man. How are you, man? What you been doing?
0: On the game side of things, Brandines, I have been playing Axiom Verge 2 oh. has had my has had my uh my attention, I guess for the last little while. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I th- I th- Think I'm enjoying the first. I enjoyed the first one more, though. I will say, but this one is still very, very fun. It's a lot more on the exploration side rather than the combat side. Like with the first one, there was like a shit ton of crazy weapons. Okay. Where this one seems to be a little bit less on the weapons, but a little bit more on the exploration side of the Metroidvania scale. Um. So very fun still in its own right. Mm-hmm. I have not gone to any guides yet, but it's definitely been a few times where I have felt like I was stuck, but then it also feels really good when you finally figure it out. So it's kinda like, all right, cool. I'm gonna just kinda keep renting and repeating that. Um but yeah, all in all, really enjoying it so far. I ended up also downloading Pokemon Unite on my Switch, okay. which is uh it's Pokemon League of Legends. Brandon. Oh
1: shit. That's I've never heard yeah. of it. So I was gonna ask you what it was, uh, but <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> it's it's free on the Switch <clears> and it comes out on mobile. I want to say end of this month or like very soon. Oh god. Um. So and and the two are going to be able to face each other. So if I'm on my if you're on mobile and I'm on my Switch, I can face you. That's amazing. Uh but yeah, it's pretty much League of Legends, but with Pokemon. So that's pretty cool. I love me some. Uh, of this. Hails to the yeah yeah. And then besides that, on Game Pass, I have been playing Dodgeball Academia. Brandon, out of anything, <laughs> was the one that has. <laughs> that has taken my time uh and it's pretty fun it's like uh, this like dodgeball rpg very similar to like the old super mario golf and like those type rpgs so i've been enjoying it my kind of one criticism or of of it so far mm-hmm. i'm about like six hours in but i feel like it's still a little too handholdy okay like i i it's like i have a very clear path of exactly where i need to go next and like i want it to just be a little bit more like let the boy live right <laughs> let, let 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 me free yeah, um but it's fun it, it's, it's pretty fun it, it's enjoyable the writing is good the art style is really cool so i've been i've been crushing through that uh and then on the pending doc i have uh 12 minutes finally came out
1: Ooh, so what is that? Is that that's a, up on like a re-rendition of your first sex tape or like what's going <laughs> on here <laughs>
0: 12 that's 12 minutes not 12 seconds uh I, I'm, I'm almost certain we have made this joke before yeah, in another episode. Uh, <laughs> but for those of you that uh, didn't hear the last time it's still funny <laughs> uh 12 minutes is that one where it is like a it's a repetitive loop but you and like your character it's your character your wife and like mm. you keep yeah repeating in these like this crazy loop where like sometimes you're getting murdered or sometimes like someone breaks in and kills you and like it's um it's i think there's only three people in the entirety of the game but they're voiced by willem dafoe plays the cop um john not not john mcavoy who's the guy who did wolverine Uh, not wolverine professor x uh oh uh
1: yeah no i'm drawing a complete blank james mcavoy McAvoy. Uh,
0: it was james mcavoy and then bella ridley are the three voice actors blades
1: of glory (laughs) <laughs> who are you gonna trust so either way that was i'm McElroy. really yeah sorry yeah, <laughs> just rewatched that movie played. fucking love it
0: why why would you waste your time i rewatched um, that movie
1: at least once a year i love that movie i'm gonna ban you <laughs>
0: uh but yeah i'm excited to play uh 12 minutes because it's been on my radar for a real long time and it looks really cool um really cool premise and apparently hideo kojima really enjoys the game so oh, fuck. there you okay. are that's high praise high yeah praise. Yeah, on the and then on the TV movie side. Yesterday, I went to go to the theaters and I watched M Night Shyamalan's Old. Oh, how Brandon, it sucked. (laughs) This just in,
1: it sucked. You heard it here first, everybody. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, it was, I had, like, the premise is very cool, Brandon, if you don't know the premise is, uh, these people, they're in kind of like a Cuba or like a Dominican, like, resort. Mm -hmm. And you you know how they're always trying to sell you on these, like, getaway, like, day trips and shit like that. They find out they bought a timeshare.
1: Oh, those (laughs) fuckers! Those poor bastards. And then they get they
0: they they're too old and they die before they can profit from it. Um, That's the movie. (laughs) But what's it called? So they they get they go to this part of the island where time moves rapidly. Okay. So like, at like between what was it? It was every hour on the island is like seven hours in real time. So like, but like kids, so like there's a kid or there's a couple kids and like. 30 minutes later now they're like teenagers and then like 45 minutes later now they're like adults type of thing okay. um so either way it was okay it was very okay of, of M. Night Shyamalan's movies I would still highly recommend The Visit would be the very like that The Visit is like top tier M. Night Shyamalan Ooh. then Sixth Sense and then I would probably say like what Village after that I, I don't know I was gonna say I, Village I, is
1: one of my top tops for that uh, I, also, I think he's uh, he's very overrated. Oh, what's uh?
0: I guess I guess Split was pretty cool.
1: Split was cool, but I'm thinking when I think of my favorite M Night Shalamalams, uh, I think of the Village, <laughs> yeah, and uh, six, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio oh, one? Signed. the Leonardo oh, DiCaprio, uh, the beach? No, not that one. Uh, the one where he's in the insane asylum. What's it called? Shredder Island. Yeah. That wasn't him. Oh, that that's one? that's uh, that's Martin Scorsese. Oh shit, my bad. Bra, that's embarrassing Bra, yeah that's really embarrassing <laughs> disregard that so i'm just gonna say the village yeah you know we can edit that it's just uh the village I, is still I think, my you're favorite. exposed now brandon you're exposed <laughs>
0: uh but no it, either way the whole like the kind of the like the whole purpose of the movie is just like when you get into fight with swan someone <clears> it doesn't matter because you end up forgetting why you were fighting in the first fight <laughs> it was just like it was dumb and it was also weird because there was a girl who came onto the island who was like six years old mm-hmm. and like they start like it's she's still technically six but now she's like let's say older but they were like really sexualizing her when she was still like 15 16 years old i don't know it just seemed weird it's like why do you have to give her such like a a scantily clad like bikini when she's like six years old is it a different
1: actress like or i don't know i
0: don't know i think it is a different actress and then it it looked like they did a mixture of like their cgi magic to make them also like and the acting was really bad. The acting was, like, super bad. Um, well, either way, I, guess- I would I would give it th- four Botox injections out of ten.
1: <laughs> well, and just what you were talking about, I guess with bad acting and hypersexualization of, like, two young people, I guess it's basically TikTok, the movie, or, like, what's that kind of <laughs> like? Because uh, it's, it's fucked up. I don't know. It, it's a really weird much. time that we live in. People yeah. should be kids and like, or like teenagers should just be kids again and not do all this plastic surgery shit and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, either but way, no. it's,
0: sitting at a, it's sitting at a 53% audience score and a 50% to- to- tomato meter score. So I'm, I'm close enough with yeah. my four out of 10.
1: Ooh, uh, but yeah, that reminded me, speaking of, forgot to say, with my Hades talk, there was a hot take on there because what was it, remember 2020, one of the best years in gaming had all the amazing heavy hitters for game of the year. And Hades beat, like, Ghost of Tsushima. It beat Last of Us 2. Uh, it beat, I'm forgetting the other competition, but it beat all those games. And I remember thinking, like, there's zero fucking chance that Hades could beat and either of those games. And I'm here to say, Mikey, that Ghost of Tsushima got robbed. There, I love Hades, I think it's great. They're playing two different fucking sports. They uh Yeah. I'm saying it, Ghost of Shishima got robbed. It should have been Game of the Year. That's that's my lap, that's my hot take.
0: That's a hot, that's actually and you know what, Brandon, that's a pretty fair hot take. Yeah. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that I, I would yeah. consider that as a as a take yeah. if you will. <laughs> I was gonna say there's
1: apparently a lot of people on the internet agreed with me at the time, and now that I've played it, and I've played like the fully like the fully polished version. I saw some videos of what it looked like on Switch and stuff. It looked like dog shit compared to what it looks like on the PS5. And I also got to play it on the Series X, uh, huh. the Xbox as well. Uh, that was at one of my neighbors' houses. So very cool. And like, I'm playing it in its perfect form, arguably, and it still didn't come close to Ghost of Tsushima, like launch edition. So
0: yeah, yeah. The uh, the new DLC looks pretty fucking cool. I gotta say.
1: Oh, man. The, uh, what is it, Jin Island or Ishii Island? Yeah, I think it's Ishii Island. Island. Yeah, they they added a whole new island and a whole separate part of the story. Like, it's a big DLC story, uh, like, addition with all kinds of new shit. So, I'm pretty pumped to to get back into it. Hell yeah. Because I've barely even played um, any of the PS5 upgrades for it yeah so yeah,
0: i'll probably I'll, I'll wait and get that <coughs> after but it looks pretty pro yeah, yeah and then i guess be able to be like just kind of wrap up our cuddles and catch up. Yeah. but besides that i guess the only other thing brandon that i did want to talk to you about is brandon i watched all of, i caught i'm caught up on the challenge brandon. oh i watched shit, three episodes brandon <laughs> yep and it fucking sucks what? i hated it i did Jesus not Christ. like it oh i know why'd you watch three episodes sucks. then Because I needed to know if it was this bad the whole way through. It is like, okay, the challenges that they do, they're cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, I thoroughly enjoy the challenge. The whole, like, literally that makes up, like, 15% of a whole episode. Mm -hmm. And the remaining 75% of that episode is so fucking cringeworthy and, like, so hard to watch. Like, Big Brother is not that cringeworthy. Like, (laughs) Like, this is just, like just terrible i just like oh, I, I have brandon i hate to say it buddy i have zero desire to go back and watch any more episodes oh, of man. that show
1: <laughs> see i wonder like it's all i wonder if it's also because so i've been watching it i actually dialed it back during uh the some of the lockdowns and me and rachel watched it from pretty much its inception which is pretty much like season 26 because before that it was uh what the fuck was that called like not road rules but like yeah i think other... I know what you're talking about either way continue yeah it was on. like an old mtv show that kind of morphed into a challenge show and then they got yeah. uh tj levine the bmx god to like take it over and spice it up so in season 30 is when it starts to get really good in my opinion super hard trash like that's why i love it they're all super fit physically physical people that all just are drunken animals and just want to bone each other but then they do these massive uh physical competitions this season all of the old like the old goats the only one left is uh is c or ct who is back because he's getting divorced and needs money (laughs) even though he won last (laughs) season uh but either way like i don't know i love it like i still even with all the new people like all these new different like i don't know big characters basically from all these different shows like all international yeah, I still love it. I don't know if it's just the nostalgia of now watching 10 seasons of it or, or what, but I love the politics. I love the 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 drunken debauchery that goes down in it.
0: I and know, then I, I love
1: seeing it boil out to the people that are just like, that are literally just there because it's a reality TV show and they get paid to get drunk for free. And then by yeah. the halfway point, the people that are left are monsters. Yeah, Man, like well, Kells. the guy that got... Uh, the, the i know he was top. my
0: favorite one i liked him I actually seen him what was he love island or something i've actually i watched that his season i was like oh that guy's pretty cool yeah and i was cool i was happy to see casey back from big brother she's pretty dope but the besides that it was like there is just way too many people that are on the unfavorable side than the favorable side mm-hmm. so with that brandon i'm putting my band hammer down and from this point forward we will not be talking any more challenge yeah. on growing up gaming r.i.p
1: damn yeah no, it's disappointing and i had high hopes that you would uh you'd get into it because it's well you had not even gotten to the time, physical stuff yet
0: but next time brandon recommend a good show all right buddy yes, <laughs> so with that let us jump over to actual game news and game stuff because again i feel like there's we, we're probably losing a lot of people in these <laughs> cuddles and
1: ketchups but that's okay <laughs> it's all, good. all of
0: our real all of our day one ogs you guys are still out there we appreciate you and love you all so exactly. with that buddy let us jump over to in the news Alright Brandon, it is in the news This is the portion of the show where we go through the news articles of the week and right now happening as we speak Brandon is Gamescom. Ooh. So Gamescom for those who don't know it is the European equivalent of E3. It takes place every year in Germany, in Cologne I believe um, and it is a multi day event where similar to E3 a bunch of companies come out and they usually have their own press conferences, they have uh, lots of releases everything along those lines and this year no different albeit virtually um which still i don't know i you know what brandon now i'm starting to miss the like i'm excited for the day when they have to perform in front of in front of an audience again (laughs) like it's i feel like it's just such a cop out that they can they can do these pre-recorded ones and kind of manipulate it and tweak it to be whatever they want it to be i want i want live you know i want people to fuck up yeah
1: (laughs) no and i get that it I imagine that everyone in the industry side of things is like virtual is a godsend because they're not yeah, having they to they just record it
0: like two months ago
1: and <clears throat> just kind of edit it. Exactly. So it's gotta be so much easier for them. But oh well at the same time too, I don't know. It's just I always find the same thing that happens to me when it comes to the gaming season, which is the summer, once E3 hits, I typically start to dial back. I'm like, I feel like all the biggest and best news really does come out at E3. And then we kind of get some leftovers at the other ones, so yeah, we'll yeah. see. So, we'll see what Gamescom has to give us this uh, this time around.
0: As anyone who has taken Chinese food home or slashed <laughs> had it the next day, we can all agree that leftovers can be delicious. Yeah, it's so Brandon, true. <laughs> let's get to those day old chicken balls, buddy, and go through everything that was announced at Gamescom 2021 so far. Right, let's do it. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna kind of split it up. All right, we usually do three articles. Two of the three are just gonna be Gamescom. The first one being everything that was announced at opening night live. So that is the big kind of kickoff to Gamescom. So Brandon, the first thing here is Halo Infinite Edition has a release date, buddy.
1: Ooh.
0: And a new trailer. So, Brandon, Halo Infinite comes out on December the 8th, and that is going to be coming to PC as well as Xbox Series S and X. And it is going to be both the campaign as well as multiplayer, uh, which is actually pretty cool because I know reports came out. I want to say it was like last week or the week before that they were potentially only going to release... The multiplayer and then release campaign down the line, but it looks like they got their shit together, and/or that was just likely a rumor, and they're going to be launching both. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited about that because I am in for both actually, campaign and in multiplayer because campaigns are just that's where it's at, buddy.
1: Oh man, and that's as a huge long-term fan of the Halo series and someone who has also shit-talked the hell out of this one on multiple occasions. I'm still super pumped to play it, and i know in like halo's past if you beat the campaign you get like special armor or different mods to show off in your multiplayer so like it's fun it's i'm excited to do both uh and see what what crazy wacky shit they've made master chief do this time because i don't really remember what the fuck happened in the last one uh things have gone wild in this game series so yeah i need to do some refreshers before december see what's (laughs) up
0: noise yeah. uh on top of that so there's two other big halo news the first one being that they are announcing or they are releasing a 20th anniversary halo infinite xbox elite wireless controller mm. series 2 um and it actually looks really good It. Lo- i'm not gonna lie it, it looks really really cool yeah uh i'm not one for like
1: master chief colored controllers but mm. i would definitely
0: <clears throat> rock the shit out of this one well,
1: uh and this is one thing i that xbox has been famous for for a long time coming out with like big game designs for controllers. I never see this for PlayStation. Like I would love to have a ghost of Tsushima little controller or like, I don't know, or even an Astro bot one. Like just, I don't know. This this is like fun little gimmicks or something into them. Uh, People would buy that shit. Like Sony, why don't you make it? Come on now. Absolutely.
0: Rob, Rob has both of Rob's Xbox controllers are the Minecraft ones. It's like the green and the pink of the pig one. (laughs) They're actually pretty, they're they're pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) but i'm actually yeah there it is honestly i do agree with you because it's something that's so simple to do but like people go ape shit for it like microsoft just released new space jam controllers and it's like (laughs) yo i want one
1: i swear to god they have them i believe (laughs) space jam edition and like you don't even have to be like for your games you know what have a fast and the furious fucking edition because a big game just license it do it with marvel like hit up with anything not to mention the fact that they have a million franchises and games coming out nonstop. They could do absolutely. this
0: absolutely. So the controller itself, it is up for pre-order. Although I'm seeing now that it is sold out already, which is not surprising. Checks out. Uh, and it is 199 dollars USD or 259 uh, Canadian if you are in Canada. Holy um, fuck! Yeah, because it's the it's, it's the, the elite, elite controller. So it's the one with like the little <laughs> crazy triggers on the back and all that nonsense. You can like
1: switch out the sticks for different levels. Yeah, of you can torque switch and, the like, sticks and shit. It's the MLG yeah. level controller. But yeah, but it does look cool. And man, 250 bucks fucking Canadian? Sony, you're missing out on some serious cash for accessories here
0: get that loot yeah um, and then the the third Microsoft or the third Halo one I should say is uh, Halo uh, Halo Infinite again 20th anniversary Xbox series X coming on November 15th as well um, and the console also looks very cool and the controller that comes with the console also looks very cool uh, so well, <laughs> I kind of need I'm and, not gonna
1: lie if people are having trouble pre-ordering the, the like the consoles now I feel like it's gonna be even harder to get one of those special edition ones.
0: Yeah, let's see if it's up, Brandon. Let's see if it's <clears> up. <throat> if it is, I'm ordering it right now.
1: If it's up, I think it is gone.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be gone. Yeah. It's, either way, I don't think I see it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks really cool. If you're looking for an Xbox and you like Halo, check out these ones and try and get your grubby little paws on them because they look bomb. Mm-hmm. Continuing on though, Brandines, unless you have anything else oh, to add for great. Halo. Cool. Uh, So it looks like Saints Row is going to be going through a reboot, buddy. So there's a new Saints Row coming February 25th, 2022. It's going to be coming out on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, as well as PC. And the first trailer just kind of shows off the new city. It's called Santo Liso, L-I or I-L, I guess. Eso, whatever, um, and yeah, there's going to be three rival, three gangs going off of each other, and it's just going to be more Saints Row madness. I know you've played actually a lot of Saints Row, so yeah. bring us, bring us behind the curtain.
1: Oh man, Saints Row, what, what started off in the first game as pretty much a GTA clone, uh, just like not doing it nearly as well, but kind of just taking it a little less serious. I think what, what the first one made really got famous was that you could have a dildo sword. That type of shit. Uh, <laughs> second one got a little less, like, even less serious. And then by the third one, the third one, if, if my memory serves, was the greatest fucking game. Uh, and they just went off the rails. They infused superpowers and, like, did these crazy, like, you were GTA, but infused with superpowers. And, like, you do all this kinds of crazy shit. And by the fourth one, you had taken over the country and you were president. And, like, they're nuts. Like, they're just a good time. Uh, the third one, as I remember, was still by far and away the best. And the only one that I would say would really recommend to actually play. So Amazing. I'll be really curious to see what they do. Uh, nice. If they kind of try to delve back into realism or embrace that third epicness of just ridiculousness.
0: Oh, you you haven't watched *The trailer, clearly, Brandon. They not. are not going back into the realism world. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> I God! I think, yeah, I think they thank know. Me. I know they know where their kind of lane is in terms of like the GTA clones. Let's call them, yeah. and and, and I, yeah, I think they're sticking to that lane as they go full steam ahead. But it looks mm-hmm. cool, and I, I'm all in for for more uh, for more *Saints Row*.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, hundred percent. Yeah, just some of the ridiculousness of those quests which is so much fun. So if yeah. you could find it somewhere for like cheap cheap and you got nothing else to play and you never played it, throw it out five bucks and download it on like your e-store or something and give it a whirl and you will laugh. You will have a, probably a good time too. Yes, sir. Um, all
0: right, dude, let's continue going forward. So also release. It's called Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, and mm-hmm. it actually looks pretty cool. It is XCOM style game with <laughs> all the Marvel heroes so yeah, that I mean, one is going to become yeah it's going to be coming out March 2022 uh, and then they're going to be doing a the the they've only had kind of showed like let's call it a concept trailer or like a, a fully rendered CGI one of like no real gameplay but just a really actually really cool trailer of all your Marvel heroes kind of busting shit up but that is going to be on September the 1st they are going to be doing a, a kind of big gameplay deep dive reveal and all that fun oh, stuff so that's, stay tuned
1: that's this week man that's going to be uh like well, this coming Monday. Next, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: next. No, uh, September first is next Wednesday. Actually, is it next I know Wednesday? that because we oh, are yeah. going to a Blue Jays game with my company.
1: <coughs> oh, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm the head of the social committee, so we planned a trip to the Blue Jays game. So <laughs> <That's amazing>. cool. <laughs> Thanks, all right. buddy. Uh, all right, continuing forward, Brandon. This one here, huge news, buddy. Get your get your strap on ready. Uh, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West has a release date. A uh, re- so, Horizon, re-release date. A re-release <laughs> date. Yes. So, Horizon Forbidden West was supposed to be coming out sometime around now, actually. Yep. Uh, but it then got delayed into 2022. But now it is coming February the 18th of 2022. Oh shit! So I only saw yeah, like a
1: general not... March date. I didn't realize it was actually February 18th. That's huge. Yes.
0: Yes, buddy. Oh, so it is right. coming. There is a trailer from uh, from pretty much like the dev team just saying thank you for your patience. And we just want to make sure that we deliver the best quality possible. Mm. Again, we've talked about it before. Take the time. Uh, let this bitch cook because, <laughs> oh, my God, is it going to be good? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then on top of the, on top of that, they also did announce that as of today, there is a new patch that is going to be for the OG Horizon Forbidden West to allow it to play in 60 frames per second. So That's cool. some additional fps for all of you additional frames for all of you frame noobs Uh, but yeah either way i'm really excited i love like i platinum the first horizon and i cannot wait to get like to play the second one the
1: first one was so cool that's if you've never played it before for this series basically follows elo or aloy who is a fiery spice ginger chick and she Mm -hmm. is a ultimate badass warrior that legit fights dinosaur robots sent from the past, technically, because the world apparently got so, so fucking evolved that they destroyed themselves. Who could send that happening? Uh, and then now there's fucking <laughs> rogue dinosaur machines that are murdering the fuck out of everybody. And they're like literally hunting them with bow and arrows and shit. But then yeah. you just like spice up your arsenal with little bits of robots, and it's just... It's so cool, and the concept sounds wicked, but the storyline, the character developments, the things that are happening... Uh, apart from the dinosaurs being fucking cool, and eventually you learning how to take them over and ride them and all that good stuff It's so much fun. And the weapons Buddy are so cool. So if you've never played it, you it's a need. It's not yeah, a want. Absolutely. It is a need to play on anyone's list. Absolutely
0: very i think you put it very spectacularly and yes i can i completely agree and concur with everything you said if you haven't played it please do yourself a favor and do so um it's wonderful mm-hmm. and again i just can't i can't stress enough of how excited i am for the second one so mm-hmm. and also that release date i feel like works perfectly because my work is on the like we go on a no vacation kind of like lockdown and it gets lifted right around then so i'm gonna just like book two days off of work and just go <laughs> wild <laughs>
1: amazing so it,
0: it'll be glorious uh all right buddy continuing on so they released a nine minute almost 10 minute extended look at the new call of duty vanguard um so it is about their campaign i have not watched the nine minute trailer but i will get back to you guys next week
1: but yeah, yeah brandon
0: excited for a new cod
1: no not at all, I went, all right, i'm then. good <laughs> you played one COD. you played them all like uh the only time i played them is with you guys online and even yeah. then when they started to take up 250 gigs of my hard drive and I had to delete <laughs> everything else, I just told them to fuck off and deleted them indefinitely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm oh, all Codded out. That's okay. But yeah. people that like it, super pumped, happy for you. Enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well, Brandon, since you don't like Cod, how a we continue this conversation with the next <laughs> game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fishing jokes. I like it. I hate oh, myself. Oh. Uh, all right, dude. The new
0: Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga gets a new gameplay trailer and spring 2022 release date. Continue talking or pass. Oh, that's, we can just keep going to the next one. Lego yeah. Star Wars is fun times for everyone
1: involved. Yeah.
0: Uh, Death Stranding, director's cut. It shows off some new items. You can now get a jetpack, which I feel like really goes against the whole, like, what Death 100%. Stranding was, but I'm okay with that. Uh, and then they also added in driving. So cool. they had they added in cars as well. So, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, Far Cry 6 gets a new story trailer. Mm -hmm. Again, I was not, uh, this all came out earlier, right before actually starting, we recorded. um, So, I did not get a chance to look at it yet. But Far Cry 6, I believe,
1: is going to be on my my buy list. We talked about it, not not last episode, but maybe the episode before that, where I just got re, re pumped and we were shooting the shit about it because of the new one of the storyline trails that came out that said they're coming at like HBO level miniseries storyline development. And I was like, oh, you had like, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. So I don't even need to watch this story, this story trailer. I know I'm buying it. I know it's going to be amazing. Uh, let's go.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Next up, Brandon, is April O'Neil joins the playable characters in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Oh, and who now, hasn't Brandon. wanted that to play with April like- O'Neil? There you go, buddy. Uh this game looks fucking amazing. I cannot stress again as like how much of this game looks awesome. It is the mixture of the team who is making this game is part the like the team that made Scott Pilgrim versus the world and then part people who were like on the OG Ninja Turtles, like kind of like Turtles in Time developers. So like just the amazing amalgamation of people who love this franchise love the series and love beat em up games and it really shows like when you watch a trailer for this game you're just like there there's no way this game is going to be bad because yeah, it just looks too so hot good to fail. and if it is bad I will so I will be so sad yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> but it's gonna it looks good. awesome yeah it looks awesome uh 2022 release date but besides that it's like again let this thing cook the it's, it looks like
1: it's all hand drawn animation and shit so like you guys take the time exactly as always I'll have no problem with the game getting delayed if when it comes out it's bomb. If you delayed like if you delay a game for obviously for six months or a year and it's shit, then I'm I'm gonna be a little pissed. But um, yeah. Take all the time. It's gonna be amazing. Scott Pilgrim versus the go. world was an amazingly fun co op beat em up. So to have that with Ninja Turtles, I'm pumped let's go boy give me a bottle of rum uh yeah that's that's exactly
0: what i was gonna say that is definitely like we we buy it we bring a bottle of rum and we just have ourselves a a night exactly uh all right brandon next up let's keep kind of plugging through the best of the rest here Mm -hmm. uh amazon amazon's new world is gonna have a open beta from september 9th to 12th ahead of its september 28th release
1: date and this is amazon's
0: amazon's big mmo game that they have been working on and
1: releasing which is cool i don't know i'm curious to see what amazon can come up with for a video game like i'll I'll buy you we will see also mmos as i've said many times in the past i ain't got time for that but we'll see yeah uh
0: all right dude let's for the sake of time let's just kind of breeze through these riders republic has a public beta opening up for everyone and that's going to run from now until august 28th so need uh brandon i get to finally get to play Riders republic i will download that later today amazing uh sifu which is that kung fu game that looks pretty good but i could also see it being not really great uh gets a release date of february 22nd 2022 so coming right after the uh for uh, horizon there which is solid mm-hmm. uh blah, blah, blah. what else do we got here split gate persona 5 uh the that cat from persona 5 is going to be joining super monkey ball <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. That's pretty Jurassic much the, biggest Evolution news of the
1: entire program. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh Jurassic World Evolution 2 gets a release date, which is coming out November 9th. That is the park building <laughs> Jurassic Park game with a really cool trailer that we were all hoping to be like. Something sick.
1: really cool, but
0: wasn't. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yep. Uh Dead Mouse is coming out with a new music game. There you go. Oh. Uh yeah. Is making a music experience inside another game platform. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Uh announces Uber hassle Hassley, o b e, e- r h a s l i uh and it is a musical experience ran by deadmau uh vampire the masquerade actually has a new trailer that came out and it looks really good so that one I'm, not I'm actually excited
1: for because that is yeah. a cult classic game that i is beloved by millions of people across the like the earth <laughs> it was basically so buggy and glitchy that it was completely re- updated and rerun just based on fan love so to find a a sequel i'm so curious to see what that's all about
0: nice uh and then there's a new horror game that's coming out it is called the outlast trials and it's a survival horror game set in in cold war era uh and it actually lets you bring a friend like it's a co-op survival horror game that actually like the trailer looks pretty fucking like bomb that's awesome. Where you're just you're it's a lot of it looks like a lot of sneaking a lot of hiding, but the graphics are really good and it looks spooksmagoot. Spook so I will take it. Nice. Uh, and then what else we got? I guess that's that's kind of it. There's oh Century Age. Brandon, is that that Century Age is the one that we were looking at, right? Remember that's the big dragon game. Remember the oh, one that you went crazy
1: d- about? Yeah, like the dragon riding one. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is yeah Brandon, it? it's free to play. What? That's amazing. It's gonna yeah so it's gonna be it's a free-to-play multiplayer game filled with dragons
1: yeah. uh let's see you had me a free-to-play you stuck the landing with dragons what? brandon
0: and it comes out november 18th
1: oh that's not bad yeah that's gonna be uh, potentially a busy time for me in that that little era but uh yeah I, i'll <laughs> download it i'll try brandon, it eventually
0: get your fucking priority straight please yeah. new baby or dragon game <laughs> come on <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Me. That's true. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> nice dude. So that was all the announcements over at the like the GameCom the opening night ceremonies. And now, Brandon, let's jump over to Xbox's one. Again, we can kind of breeze through this here. Mm-hmm. Uh so they did they opened up and showed a lot of Forza Horizon 5. Uh again, I'm really excited about this one. They showed off the cover art of the game, which is gonna have a beautiful Mercedes AMG, mm-hmm. as well as the unbelievable Ford Bronco the Badlands edition. <laughs> so that looks pretty cool yeah um, a lot of history the game Broncos. looks great. i need i need i actually love the new ford bronco i think it's beautiful um yeah, it's a yeah fun it looks little, awesome
1: little car yeah
0: yeah and then they also announced a new forza horizon 5 controller a limited controller that goes with it again and that one, that one I too want. it looks awesome it's a mixture of like it's like baby blue pink and yellow um and like the yellow see-through and then there's like a big like splash like picture someone had a, a paint can of blue and yellow and they kind of like hucked it over the controller uh but either way it looks
1: really really neat i'll send you a picture later brandon oh i, I took a uh, look I, at it before actually it does look cool oh what'd you think oh i thought it looked cool it's a little it's not yeah. something i would buy but it's a little too splashy colory for my liking but that master chief one yeah that would have been my jam yeah but, $290 later <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck that though i wouldn't pay that much I don't need yeah, Rachel. MLG Rachel controller. would take
0: your Rachel would take your nuts if, you, if she came
1: home and. But Rach, the Latency. You I save a little bit on the latency <laughs> uh, Yeah, Buddy. no, I. Oh, I love the Forza Horizon series. It just reminds me so much of Need for Speed, like Underground Two days back. Back then, we to get good songs, crazy racing, upgrading your cars, and it's just just arcade racing. So much fun. Yeah, boy.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, dude. The other, this next one, actually, you're going to, I think, well, I know you're going to want to talk about, but Dying Light 2 gets a brand new trailer uh, and, uh, in the release date is going to be December the 7th, 2021 for Dying Light 2, buddy. So dude, take us through
1: it. That's soon. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Dying Light for those that, well, we've talked about it before on the show here. It was an amazing game. The, the first one, when it came out was like a parkour running zombie survival game, kind of like Dead Island style, uh, like melee combat and stuff like that. You don't want to make too much sound. Otherwise you like draw in all the zombies, like typical zombie shit. But the cool stuff really came with its night mechanic. Whereas you got warnings. Cause at night, all the lazy zombies that just kind of like amble towards you all disappear. And now the nocturnal zombies are like insane hunters. Like the second, the sun, like the sun starts to go down, just fucking like these monster terrifying, zombies that just start emerging everywhere and hunting you like you will die in seconds at the beginning of this game if you are stuck outside at night and you have to make it to shelters that can like that have all these light fortresses set up to defend and some of the puckering moments were so crazy because there was like the best gear in the game all these best loot all these best materials everything you could really get at night and if you could kill these monsters, you get the biggest upgrades and like experience and new skill points and all that stuff. But it was, it was like suicide runs. So I don't yeah. know. It was such a fun little mechanic. So I'm glad that they're coming out with a second one. Uh, I didn't see any mention of the night mechanics though in the trailer. So I'm really, I'm hoping they didn't do away with it because that was kind of the no, only no, no. thing that really made that game stand <laughs> out
0: it's definitely there i could have swore the guy was saying in when i was watching it he was saying that like they've made the night stuff even actually more intense or i okay. think they made the day stuff even more intense either way something's more good. intense yeah, the day but yeah there's definitely of... definitely still day and night
1: all right yeah because the day uh the daytime effects yeah it was a little bit more like simpler so just from the trailer i saw it was a lot more human interactions a lot more like intense combat with humans so i could see that being absolutely awesome like now cool. instead of just like crazy hunter killer zombies at night maybe you have other insane humans like yourself also foraging out there trying to murder you and take the extra materials and (laughs) gear and all that shit yeah it looks like so much fun and the parkour looked really cool in the trailer like multi-wall jumping jumping off of like zip lines onto like poles and flinging up jumping off buildings throwing grappling hooks out and actually like rocketing through uh windows and like kicking people and shit looks cool
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to check that one out. I, I pray that that's a Game Pass game. I don't think it is, mm-hmm. but like, oh man, I just hope it's I do good want to play it, and they don't fuck yeah. it up. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's true too. <laughs> all right, well, either way, we will find out soon, buddy. We'll find out on December the 7th. Uh, all right, dude, continuing on Microsoft Flight Simulator, getting another juicy update. Uh, so they are focusing on Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, so the region where Gamescom's taking place, and they're adding in, like, all the huge landmarks and stuff, so now you can do more when flying around there. And then they're also adding in competitive, like, PvP racing, which is really cool. Okay. So, uh, And this is on top of their Top Gun uh, update that's coming soon where you get a fucking fly fighter jets and shit so like <laughs> that stuff's gonna be really really cool uh and then as part of the kind of oh, you. Uh, as part of the microsoft flight simulator when they're talking about it they also showed off that they are working with a whole bunch of museums from around the world to digitally capture over 40 like historic airplanes and they call it what they call it uh digital like digital digital preservation so they can make it so that they can replicate these by like i think they said it was like nothing more than like a few centimeters difference between like the real one in their in their world Hmm. um but just as like an amazing way of being able to get planes that maybe in 10 years from now 15 years from now will not exist anymore and like because of this game like you can feel what it was like to fly it and with the sounds and everything else about it, right? Like the internals of it, uh, go through the cockpit and all that type of stuff. So I think that shit's really, really cool. Uh, especially like I can see a lot of things, a lot of use cases for stuff like that with various things like F1 cars and whatever it is, right. To be able to digitally preserve it in that sense is pretty
1: neat. Yeah. I don't know. I'm waiting for the, uh, the flight simulator update where you can, fly over the the secret island of horizon zero uh, or horizon uh, forza horizon there it is fuck and you can like fly over live races that are actually happening that would be
0: really cool yeah. if they just like make it meta like that and bring it in yeah i don't know that's awesome yeah uh all right brandon next game i want to talk to you about is called into the pit and i actually think you would really <clears throat> enjoy this one i think you should check Ooh. it out pretty much what it looks like it is, it looks like doom picture doom but instead of a gun, you have your hands and you shoot like pew pews out of your hands. And it's like, for, it's a first person game like that. Okay. Uh, So yeah, first person Doom game where you shoot shit out of your hands. But apparently it is a retro FPS roguelike, they said. So what? I'm guessing there's going to be a picture. Okay. I guess it's like p- put Doom and roguelike together and you have Into the Pit. Uh, But it looks really cool. Oh, and I'm definitely yep. down to All checking
1: it out. There it is. I got the trailer up here now. So I will check that out and come. Yeah, coming Sounds out in the fall. Why
0: not? Yeah, yeah yeah boy uh and then after that they just did a, a big scissor reel of a bunch of humble like humble bundle games that are going to all be coming out on games pass which is pretty cool uh including dodgeball academia was in that that list there which is awesome but then they had another a couple other really cool ones there's a game called unpacking Brandon where all you do is, is, is put shit out like you literally just like decorate like unpack rooms and it just looks so calming and peaceful
1: i need it oh, uh <laughs> almost as good as lawn work uh simulator
0: Hells, yeah. yeah uh and then on top of that brandon so then we had ancient empires 4 so Name. they announced that Name. they're going to be doing 28 documentary style like kind of history of and then they is it called hands-on history actually and then they showed the one which was explaining the uh what, how do you pronounce it the you know the big thing hold on it is called uh treb Oh, trebuchet yeah that there you go buddy yeah. thank you so, like the the catapult,
1: yeah, well, whoa. whoa, whoa, There's a big difference between a trebuchet and a catapult, but yes, uh, yeah, the catapult thing uh with extra oomph, I'll accept that.
0: There you go. yeah, either way. It's the one with the string and the big arm and it shoots. So they're releasing these documentary styles that explain, like, the creation of it, how it works, why it was created,
1: like, all that so type badass. of stuff. It's actually really cool. Watch that.
0: Yeah, it was actually really, really cool. The, the one I would recommend watching okay. it for the Trebuchet. Did they say uh, that it's
1: going to come on Xbox and not just PC? I do not know. Hmm. All right. I will investigate this thank you buddy uh
0: and then so this one here i would probably say is on the the bigger announcement side and this is more on not the game side but like the tech game side Mm -hmm. um but it is xbox so the xbox cloud gaming is coming to series s and series x holiday 2021 pretty bad so with what that means is you are able to with things like game pass and everything else there's now no longer a wait for the game so you don't need to actually download the game anymore you can sim- simply stream the game. Um, you, They're they're targeting 1080p, 60 frames per, section, per second for their streams, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it pretty much means that now, like, Brandon, if you're playing a game and you're like, Mikey, come play with me, I don't have to download. I don't have to wait. I can literally just jump into the game and there you are. You're good to go. It's fucked. And yeah. And the second cool part of it as well is that also makes it so that people can play xbox series s and x games so like next gen games on their xbox one because yep. again they're using their system to to connect into like the data servers and that's where all the streaming is coming from so your xbox one just becomes a glorified streaming box but like even still that's really freaking cool
1: yeah 100 percent saves me uh, some extra monies <laughs> and i there can just use my xbox one until it dies uh and i looked it up age of empire 4 is coming to xbox as well as pc so that's pretty huge news too
0: There you go, Um, and yeah. Either way, I think the I think the what's it called? The cloud gaming is really awesome. It's definitely another step forward Mm -hmm. in Microsoft just trying to claim dominance of their subscription service. But it's like I think it's awesome, Mm -hmm. and that is already currently available on Android and other places as well. So on my phone, you can kind of stream it too, which is again very neat. Badass. Uh, All right, dude. Let's keep going. So CS Thieves is coming out with a Borderland themed ship. Looks. Kind of cool. State of Decay 2 has DLC coming out, which also, I guess, looks kind of cool. Stray Blade is a third-person action RPG that is coming out after... I actually don't even remember watching this trailer, but it looks kind of cool. No, wait. I guess I don't know if it looks kind of cool because I didn't watch the trailer. (laughs) Uh, And then the last is The Gunk, which is a new kind of third-person cleaning game, which looks I don't even know. I'm not going to say clean, clean your own goddamn <laughs> houses.
1: Don't clean shit in, in 3D. No, this is like a space,
0: like a space, a space cleaning type of game well, where pretend you your go house through a
1: fucking spaceship and then clean you that.
0: Go, you walk around this like really cool world and you have like an arm, an arm, like bionic arm that you're doing shit and you can suck people up and stuff. I don't know. It looks weird, yep. but I'm in for it. <laughs> not going to touch that's that the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, buddy. Yep. So that was Microsoft that was Microsoft's uh BlizzCon twenty twenty one. Not BlizzCon, why do I say BlizzCon. Yeah. Uh Gamescom twenty twenty one. Either way, I think but it was okay. It was definitely worth watching. I was still very excited to go check it out. Um the Forza stuff alone I think was really neat and then obviously just everything else that we got was great. So uh I I personally am just very, very excited for Forza. I can't wait for that game because <laughs> I haven't played a good racing game in a real long time.
1: And it's nice to hear that there actually is some games that have my interest or things that I would play coming out this year, like some in October, some in November, some in December. So we're not stuck just waiting till 2022 to get something else. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of relieving too. And realistically, even if those months are drier months, it's almost perfect for games that I'm only partially interested in because what else the fuck else am I going to play? So that's the best time to release those games so that they can maybe get more attention than they would if they came out alongside like zero horizon right. dawn or yeah. the next uh god of war or something so yeah yeah it's awesome you
0: got it brother yeah. you got it my dude all right my man so mm-hmm. for the final news article of the day and also i guess for next week we'll continue to follow gamescon news and everything else that is announced and all that fun shit we will kind of wrap that up next week as well yep. but brandon for now the last article that i wanted to focus on of the day is no more heroes 2 so No More Here Her- uh, sorry No More Heroes 3. Thank you, Brandon. It yeah. is coming to the Switch very very soon. Um and kind of the big news around it is they have recently or as of today or last night, <laughs> they have changed the embargo date. So now no one can release any reviews or news about that game until 9 hours after the game has been released. <laughs> so for those who don't know what embargoes are, pretty much that is um it's just something that people would have to sign. So let's just say me and Brandon are a giant YouTube conglomerate and we review games. So they will they will give us the game pre, like before, so that we can play it, we can review it, get everything ready. And then we cannot post that video until embargo is up or released. So that's sometimes like if you ever go on your YouTube and you see a whole bunch of like things for the iPhone 13, it is because the embargo came up and now everyone can release their video. So this is kind of stem some... some some excitement in the video game world and that is because usually embargoes do not A get like moved like that, especially last minute. <laughs> and yeah. B, usually the embargo comes up before the be either before or at the time of release. Right? and and again when they're pushing it nine hours ahead which actually like it's not the end of the world it's not like they're putting it like a week ahead or two days ahead whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, but it is nine hours ahead and there's a lot of people mad because there's going to be people out there who now purchase the game uh before the review comes out and kind of like a lot of people base their buying decisions on reviews so yeah. brand i'd love to get your uh get your take on this
1: and that's just it man it's it's not a good sign like some games have come out where it's just like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Like, you can review it right away. Like, you'll get the review a week before the game comes out. It's almost annoying because you're like, oh, sweet, I have to wait a whole week to get this game that's got amazing reviews. But now, yeah, standard pro- practice, start par for the course, within a 24 to 48 hour window of the game being released prior is what you get. So that is standard, par for the course. This one being moved to nine hours afterwards Definitely seems like they're gonna take advantage of people that are like pre-downloading, uh, so that their game is actually installed on their console. So they've actually bought it and they can't refund or like cancel their purchase or anything. Or it could just be cash grab, right? For the first couple hours, like just people that are so excited because this is a really, really anticipated game. For like it has a huge following. Uh, so I don't know. It's it to me. Whenever this happens to any game. If I'm looking at buying a game and I have to like wait to find out what the reviews are, I assume they're bad. Or at least mediocre to the point where I would not buy it at launch. So, I understand the skepticism that this caused. And who knows if they would have actually been better off just, uh, just letting a bad score or mediocre score come out beforehand. But who knows? Somebody in their business department knows what they're doing, but... It's fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if if you're getting scores like this and it's going to be bad, I'm sure it doesn't make sense for business-wise. But then maybe, I don't know, put a six-month delay on it and make it not shit. Yeah. It could work. So, <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, I do actually have an update here for you, buddy. Ooh, yeah. So, good news is that it actually has been... Reverted back. Oh, okay. So, and and I found it, there's a quote from from the company, and it says, "We originally set our review embargo to minimize the chance of spoilers for fans, as they have been waiting quite a long time for the third installment." So, first off, they're just instantly putting it on the like, "Oh yeah, we just it's for you guys. We're doing this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, but it's but in light of fandom. Do yeah but in light of fan and express today online we are readjusting the date so they have gone ahead and kind of changed that back but for i still do agree that it's like okay it is kind of bullshit but this isn't the first time that this is happening uh back in 2014 ubisoft prohibited reviews of assassin's creed unity um huh. until what 12 hours after it release. was
1: released.
0: yeah and so the the big the big reason for that embargo change was because they knew how buggy that game was Mm -hmm. and so that one was legitimately them trying to get people to buy the game before they realize how like ass trash that was (laughs) uh more recently um cd project red blocked cyberpunk reviews for um (laughs) Yeah, in that one, they blocked it for anything that wasn't PC, I believe. Mm -hmm. So PC, like, they could talk about PC or PS5, but they were not allowed to talk about performance on PS4. Nor did I think they send out any codes for the PS4 release, which obviously ended up being, like, absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Unplayable. And and then the third one is actually one that I agree with where last year or like what was it i guess this year sony um sony banned and or like buried a whole lot of reviews that spoke about the last of us part two's second half which i agree with like that is a huge thing that like if people were to kind of spoil i could see like that would be terrible so that that i i kind of get it's not, they're not, they're not doing that embargo because the quality of the game. It, it is literally that it's like, hey, we have this big, like, holy crap moment that we don't want to spoil. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I think studios should be able to retain that, like, that amount of privacy well, to and, their product. And Last
1: of Us 2 had so many script releases and leaks and people were losing their shit reading things that happened out of context, not seeing how they got there to that happening and all this other stuff. The yeah. game was great realistically start to finish complete masterpiece incredible game incredible piece of like art form in media of any kind just in in, so good so just goes to show that yeah that one was a whole different issue basically with that leak but either way yeah embargoes can be scary and not necessarily good signs
0: yeah well i'm very excited for it to come up and or like get released now i guess because now I, want, I do really
1: want to see what the reviews are going to exactly. be even more so than i did before <laughs> yeah, if they're straight sixes then i'll be like that's why but if yeah. they're nines i'll be like well fuck me i don't know
0: <laughs> there you go what yeah. do you even believe in now yeah. i don't even know there well, is no god there is no god well buddy mm-hmm. with that my dude let us <clears> jump <throat> over well that was in the news it was fantastic and now let us jump over to today in a video game All right, Brandon. So this is today in video game history. This is the portion of the show where we go and do a deep dive back in the games that were released on today, August 25th. Um, Brandon, we got some bangers today, my boy. Oof. We got some bangers. So we do run this like rapid fire. If it is something that Brandon wants to talk about or if we want to talk about, we stop or otherwise we pass it, keep it rolling and keep it cruising. So with that, buddy, let us kick it off. 25 years ago, August 25th, 1996, Tekken 2 comes out on the
1: PlayStation. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I've actually never been a really big fighting game fan, personally, so I've actually barely ever played a Tekken game. Ooh, granted, Tekken deviled, 2 is masterclass. <clears throat> I've heard good things, don't get me wrong, and I do buy Mortal Kombat every time it comes out, but I don't dive deep into the, the realm of the fighting games. Yeah,
0: Mortal Kombat's definitely a lot more fun than Tekken. Tekken, I would put on the lower tier of the pick-up-and-play, like fun fighting game. Gotcha. Because it's definitely a lot more combo based heavy and it's like when you pick up and you just button mash, it's not nearly as fun as like button mashing in other games. Yeah.
1: Mortal Kombat, you could be drunk and button mash and still do pretty decent if the other person isn't amazing.
0: Yeah. But you do get Eddie Gordo, who is the goat of all goat, as well as King. Uh King was King both well both Eddie Gordo and King, but King was my favorite growing up. He is a wrestler, like a huge jack guy with a Tiger or like leopard kind of mask that he wears, and he's fucking sick.
1: Yeah, I could get on board with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's dope. Uh, all right, dude. 24 years ago, August 25th, 1997, GoldenEye 007 Ooh. comes out on the Nintendo 64.
1: Baby. The first pinnacle in FPS gaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the odd job versus jobs debates, the complex with all the secret hidden walls. Hells yeah. Oh, man. And then there was, well. <laughs> That that uh, that Xbox 360 remake leak that happened onto the internet like last year or earlier this year, just Goldeneye, the memories there. Like that is a game I do not think would ever hold up in a million years. Replaying it, uh, no, especially Mostly with a for single the controls. Joystick.
0: Yeah, a single it's the joystick. controls. Yeah. Oh, buddy, using C, using the C buttons to like strafe and look up and down and stuff. Oh, it's just so like it just is
1: weird. Yeah, it's so weird. So bad, but. It might not be terrible if they redid it for a Twin Stick, but either way, I think that was everyone, every 90s kid's just, like, I don't know, just the pinnacle of a good sleepover. Just fucking Absolutely. crushing, like, four-player, um, Goldeneye, uh, no odd job, no Jaws rules, obviously, because uh, if you play... If you have odd job and jaws, you just can't get headshots the same. It's it's a dirty trick. Uh or everyone, everyone plays as odd jobs. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, those are fun too. Man, it was it was a blast. Who what what more is there to say? The memories will live on in like I don't know, up on that pedestal for all time. For all the nineties yeah. kids, realistically. And I'll never yeah. go back and play the kids so those don't get ruined.
0: <laughs> One day we should, buddy. One yeah. day we should go back and at least try it. But I do agree. It's like just the the zeitgeist that this game holds on is that even the right term either way though like this what this game has brought into video games as a whole is like you cannot even question it it's like it's sitting at a 96 percent on mm-hmm. metacritic um but yeah just every every kid from the 90s has very fond memories of hanging out with their buddies and playing four people perfect dark like it was very tough to beat in terms of just sheer fun you just said perfect dark that's because perfect dark is better than golden eye that <laughs> i said it <laughs> yeah realistically yeah
1: it was perfect dark was the one the follow-up that was actually like better in a lot of ways realistically yeah and it had a lot but gun, brandon so i know i fucking
0: need the laptop <coughs> uh golden it did sell over 8 million units worldwide making it the third best nintendo 64 game uh behind super mario 64 and mario kart 64 which
1: were both like packets at one point so i think that makes sense <laughs> It's yeah. Mario 64, so, I think, was one of the only good, well, one of the best launch titles that came out with the system, so, you know, yeah, that makes and Mario sense. and
0: Mario Kart 64 is just lit as yeah, fuck.
1: Yeah, one of the best Mario Karts of all time.
0: All right, dude, let us continue on, because is too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19 years ago, August 25th, 2002, Super Monkey Ball 2 comes out on the GameCube.
1: Oh, uh, I know yet again there's a big audience for it. Never owned a GameCube. Never played yeah, me some Super Monkey Balls. My- super
0: monkey ball is very fun i'm very excited for it to come back on the switch brandon
1: i'm very curious to see it come back and just maybe dabble you know just fuck around with yeah. that little monkey
0: it's a fun little arcade game that's for sure it's like yeah it's it's not going to be the end of the world in terms of like greatest games of all time, yeah. but it is you bring a, a smile to your face and frustration in your bones uh <laughs> as you get to those higher levels
1: that's awesome you had that right, and right i like it Thanks, buddy. Uh,
0: Continuing on Brandino, 16 years ago, August 25th, 2005, uh, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow comes out in Japan on the DS.
1: Man, I really want to go back and replay, or like I should say, play Castlevania games, because I kind of missed the boat on Castlevania. I never really played it, ever. uh, Until much later, and I played some of the newer renditions of the game on like xbox 360 and stuff like that and uh, i i did like them i thought they were great but i really want to go back and try like symphony of the night and stuff like that and just see what all the hype is about
0: yeah Yeah, symphony of the night is definitely like that's like my favorite one Mm -hmm. but honestly if you have a game boy like if you have you have a working ds or 3ds or whatever don't you Yep. okay there's a lot of really really good gba and ds castlevanias i would say like ones that are equally as like amazing as symphony of the night so i will brand i'll get you a list of the ones to play i can actually let you borrow some of mine yeah, uh thanks, man. yeah yeah no worries most notably area of sorrows is a very very fantastic game that one came out on gba and um yeah either way i'll get you i'll get you some some good castlevania games because the the 3ds ones or the ds ones are solid as shit uh all right dude continuing on 13 years ago august 25th 2008 super mario sluggers comes out on the wii <laughs> never played that is mario's forte into
1: baseball Oh, because the, the boy just does it all <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah man for uh for an overweight plumber the man is really athletic Play sports, not stop, and he crushes them. Man, he
0: he makes it. T- he beat like he beats Sonic in the Olympics. Like it's he's the, he's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's real you. good. But yeah,
0: I remember that game being this one here being very 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 mediocre. So <laughs> not too much to report there. Yep. Uh All right, buddy. Continuing on. Twelve years ago, August twenty fifth, two thousand nine, Batman: Arkham Asylum comes oh. out on PS three and Xbox three sixty. Huge game.
1: <laughs> that game, much like the uh, the Dark Knight renditions of. The movie franchise that game revitalized and like reshaped how people could think about a video game based on a license yeah that is one of the pinnacles where people be like oh man license games are shit like "Eh, arkham asylum he's like "Eh, fair fair point man (laughs) like yeah it was so good it's i know and three games like oh
0: yeah, so it it spawned Arkham well, it technically I guess for it had Arkham 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 Asylum, Batman Arkham Origins mm. and then um Arkham City. Wait, what was it? Goth- Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Yeah. Where where's the other ones that it came from? <clears throat> but not only that, buddy. Like Arkham Asylum and like the like the Batman series I guess as a whole really redefined the third person like action game like that like think about all of the games that took the combat system that was that really like arkham asylum i think i would say created and then i was like perfected in arkham city Mm -hmm. but games games like spider-man uh other like that one that one one that really that really pulls from it uh the lord of the rings Oh, the, um, god, yeah, the shadows. of the shadow, the Mordor, the Mordor <laughs> games, right? Where <laughs> like you press triangle to dodge as the the thing appears over the guy's head yeah, and you go over it, not like just that very fluid game. That oh, those, yeah, like both
1: Shadow and Mordor, both of them, both are, both of them are painfully yeah. underrated. Amazing games. The Nemesis system. Holy shit, that is something that <clears throat> I don't know why the fuck it isn't in more games. It's so cool. Yeah, like, they those... actually
0: have it patented. That's why.
1: Yeah, well then they should fucking use it <laughs> I know <laughs> sell they it really to people should. like for those that don't know <laughs> Do Nemesisco system essentially is like in, basically you'll fight like uh, like big ass characters in that are orcs and you're like battling against their armies and whatnot but sometimes they'll escape from death and come back in the future and remember you sometimes they'll beat you and they'll get stronger like they will actually get stronger, uh, dependent on how you killed them or how they killed you. They'll move up the ranks, have little different sub bosses, get new abilities, and they literally will call you out. Like if you see them again, they'll be like, what up, bitch? I'll kill you again. Remember last time when I cut your arms off or something? It's really cool. Sorry. That's my little rant tangent.
0: Oh, good, buddy. Uh, actually, yeah, that isn't quite a rant. I will post in the show notes, uh, there's a YouTube channel called Game Makers Toolkits where they talk about very cool video game mechanics and they have a whole 25 minute episode all about the nemesis system and like how it was created and everything else it's very good i will post it um but yeah going back to arkham asylum the game is amazing it was pretty much 3d batman in a metroidvania style world with that free-flowing combat that they kind of invented with this game that has pretty much impacted every other open like semi-open world 3d action adventure game since um and just awesome like it had the the joker riddler or the the riddler challenges and like oh this you go yeah. through arkham asylum and fight all the bosses there, killer croc and all that other good shit um Such really really boss. great games need it uh all right dude let's continue mm-hmm. on here 11 years ago august 25th 2010 scott pilgrim versus the world the game comes out on xbox
1: 360 um, amazing like i I've talked about that game on this episode alone. I've talked about it on other episodes about beat ups And I've talked about it on our discussion of actually if you own your digital properties. Which, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, I owned on 360. They took it away from me and I was not allowed to play it again, even though I bought it. Those <laughs> bitches. But uh, S- sucks, Suck, bro. Yeah, exactly. Now it's back and after it's delisted and so much fun. I had so many good memories of just hanging out with a buddy and we basically... We'd do it, we'd, he'd come over, we'd barbecue, We one of us would buy a bottle of scotch, and we'd take turns, and we'd just fucking play Scott Pilgrim, and get drunk, eating barbecue and drinking whiskey. So, it was awesome. Yay! Love that game. Uh,
0: yeah. Need. Sounds good. Uh, Alright, boot, continuing on. Alright, there's there's some solid game. This, this, yeah, Jeez, either how way. much That's more sorry. can this day give?
1: This has been a huge uh, two list. Two more. There, there's like, there's
0: two... Two more that I want to go through. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Just two more. Alright, Brandon. First one. Six years ago, August 25th, 2015, Gears of War Ultimate Edition comes out on Xbox
1: One. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gears of War is a huge, huge favorite of mine. Uh one, two, and three. Absolutely incredible. I read the books that go alongside those games and actually fall in between each one of the games to actually give way more story. And like give you backstory and introduce the characters that just get randomly plopped into the, uh, into the games, a whole different experience playing them that way. And by the end of the third game, it was so good. Like realistically, the game series should have never started again after that. They should have just done prequels because it ended. The story ended in the third one. That was it. (laughs) Everybody was going to be happy. Things were good. Then they, Wanted to make money and they brought it back and it was dumb, but whatever. They're fun. Like Gears of War Five was incredible, so they're still making good games. It just they just wanted Marcus Venus to you know just hang his hat up and rest and retire, but he, alas, he must slaughter more grubs. Uh But either way, yeah, first one amazing. Came out of yeah. uh came out of, like one of the the greats out of Microsoft stable.
0: And Brandon, the best <clears> part <throat> of Gears of War is that is the franchise that kicked off you and I's drunken video gaming adventure.
1: That is true. Drunk <laughs> uh, Gears of War on the hardest difficulty possible. Every time one person dies before they can be re- revived, you have to have a drink. And if yep. you both die, then you both drink. Problem yep. is, the more you drink, the more you die. And the more you yeah, die, last, the more you drink.
0: Last too long.
1: I don't think I think our <laughs> longest streak ever was like making it out of act 1. I think that's yeah, like the farthest was, we ever made. It, it was bad. But we got wasted. Yeah, so exactly. Was <laughs> Needed. Fun times.
0: Uh, all right, buddy. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fun times playing video games with friends, Brandon, mm-hmm. this last one here that I wanted to talk Ooh. about, six years ago, August 25th, 2015, Until Dawn comes out on the PlayStation 4.
1: Oh, that is... Let's, yeah, that is the definition of fun with friends. For those absolutely. of you that don't know, it is an interactive survival horror game movie like it is a game but you are watching like a four or five hour i think it's five or six hours actually but either way it's a five or six hour movie where you make decisions that like on the fly quickly or like sometimes it's quick action events where like tap acts multiple times to like escape the falling ice but if you fuck up you fall through that character dies and then now in the future that character ain't gonna be there and, like, that might affect somebody else in the storyline. And it's literally a survival horror interactive movie that you can play with. Like, I've we've played with friends before. I've pl- had friends over. Uh, my wife's had friends over that doesn't play fucking video games. And they've just watched it and been, like, make decisions together as a group and just see how it plays out. It's so much fun. Uh, if you're a fan of horror, it's a need. Like, it's it's just yeah. so good. It's it's <laughs>
0: remember when we, we so me and Brandon and a whole bunch of other friends we were up at a friend's cottage when this game actually first came out. Senor Brown. And we played it yeah. we be yeah, we played the whole game in one sitting in one evening <laughs> and man was it ever fun. We were all just like screaming at the TV and like we would <laughs> pass around the controller for, for whoever was the different person <laughs> and like it's just like go left, no, go right. But Brandon, remember, always left, always <clears throat> when to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it helped, too, that uh, Eric's uh, cottage at the time was fucking scary as hell, because it was all framed. Yeah. Like, there was Un- just unfinished. nothing was finished. It was like an
0: unfinished fucking dark-ass cottage in the middle of nowhere, and we're all fucking shitting our pants. Exactly. Um, and hammered, so that helped, too. <laughs> yeah. It was very... It's a very fun game. And then since since Until Dawn Super um, Massive Games, which is the company behind it, they've actually gone forward and, like, really starting to double down on the horror, like, play with friends, like pick-your-own-adventure type of games, mm-hmm. and now they're currently in the doing the Dark Pictures anthology, so the first game was Man of Medan, which was quite fun. We actually played it uh, up at Blue Mountain a couple weeks ago, or, like, a couple months ago, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, and then there's Little Hope, and then the new one that is coming out is called House of Ashes. So, those are all three games that are followed the same formula, but now they just do a better job of like people can play with their phones or using other controllers and stuff like that. So just a little bit more interactive on a group play.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. Like they f- they found their niche and they steered right into it. So highly recommends if you've never played it before, or if you're someone that is literally looking to try and bring a loved one into a video game session, just be like just just play this with me it's a movie like just we'll play it together but it's a movie just sit down for a horror thing and then you just play it over a couple days and it's something that you can do together with anybody so yeah enjoy
0: yeah (laughs) all right dude so that is it for today in video game history for august the 25th brandon and with that let us jump over to our final segment of the day top (laughs) five Alright Brandines, today is the day buddy after months of you begging and pleading for us to do top 5 Fast and the Furious cars, it is time for us to do our top 5 Fast and the Furious cars man so for those who don't know fast and the furious is one of the greatest most realistic movie franchises out there it mm-hmm. is about a bunch of car driving hooligans who go on crazy spy missions all around the world it wasn't always like that but hey here we are uh brandon so exactly. obviously we have our notable characters our mark or no our, not mark Wahlberg's, oh my god our vin diesels <laughs> <laughs> um are the rocks our hans are everyone else and, and but john a big part cena and john motherfucker cena but a more important part of the Fast and Furious franchise are the cars that come along with mm-hmm. it. So we are going to give out our top five favorite cars of all time. And Brandon, I will kick it over to
1: you to give your fifth favorite car. Fifth favorite. All right. Starting from the bottom, as is tradition. Yeah, of course. So are going to start at number one. I will say, uh, for number five spot, this one was a toss-up because of largely what we talked about before. So... On the one side, we had the 2014 Motors Lycan Hypersport, which retails for $3.4 million American, which then means I could buy that or get that car, sell it, buy the rest of the cars on my list, pay off my mortgage, and never work again, and I'd live a happy life. So that one was a tough one. But if I'm coming brass tacks, which one am I going to live with? Coming in at number five... I think it's going to have to be the 1987 Buick Buick Regal G N X.
0: Which fast and furious was this one from all oh, this car? So it's definitely like, this just looks like an
1: old school cop car. It's, <laughs> it's a Dom. It's a, it's one of Dom's many muscle cars. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what movie it was actually in though. Yeah. So it was actually from fast and the furious four when, uh, we get our little trip in, like, our squad basically goes down into, uh, not Mexico, but like, what, well, I forgot what it was, New Mexico, something like that. But either way, badass motherfucking car. Loved it. Sick. Mikey, what uh... you got?
0: Brandon, my top five, my my fifth place spot is the 1993 Mazda RX-7. That is the red one that Dom Toretto drives in Mm -hmm. the very, very first Fast and the Furious. I was
1: going to ask, are you talking Dom Toretto's red one, or are we talking the Orange Veil side from the Mona Lisa from Tokyo Drift?
0: So we are
1: talking intrigued.
0: Uh we are talking the OG Fast and the Furious, uh the nineteen ninety three Mazda RX seven. That car is like, A, we get to see it for the first time. Like that's when it really introducing like Dom at the first uh Mm -hmm. the first drag race there. Yeah. And just fuck is that such a beautiful car. The RX seven in as a whole is like top tier one of like my favorite all-time cars and just that red one is so is so beautiful it's such a it's such a great car to show off the like i guess he's kind of the villain of the movie at that point (laughs) um but just to show off dom in that like that's the first kind of car that we get to see him in is like oh shit here we go so that car there the 1993 mazda
1: rx7 in red is my
0: top five or my fifth place car
1: in fast and furious yeah which it's kind of funny because that's what we meet dom in but then next thing you know he's straight muscle cars for the rest of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird a weird Japanese import for
0: Doma on that first one,
1: but yeah. hey, it's all right. But uh Mikey, you really uh, you opened up the up the way for me on that one cuz my number 4 is that 1993 Mazda RX7. Uh, <laughs> I really I actually was torn. I'm like, do I do the OG or do I do the Mona Lisa, the orange veil side? And in the end I still gotta stick with my red one. My uh the DOM's like it's just it's just so pure. It's not heavily body modified like the the Veil Side uh Mona Lisa in Tokyo Drift. It's so yeah, that's it. You already you covered it perfectly, man. That's my number four. <laughs>
0: in that racing scene too from the first one like again that like brandon think about how revolutionary that racing scene was that was the first time we saw Nas go into the yeah, car yeah. and then it has that cool camera angle where it's fucking going <coughs> through it and then the Nas fire comes out the back and shit and like oh my a god button
1: and his like cigarette lighter shoots out and that's his nos button it's like oh my yeah, god like, it's so cool so Secret button. like
0: i think i think the like the coolness of the car reveal has <coughs> to play into like this top five as well 100%. but yeah it's like that, that whole scene that whole scene is so fucking cool and Ja Rule and the girls comes up to her and yeah. she's like oh this is yours
1: yeah and you almost you get like that upper side boob for the first time like not full side yeah. boob, but now you're getting up top side boob, like Monica top boob. yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, so good. Man. And then the other guy, the fourth guy in the race, he, he's playing PlayStation 1 and in is, and his pull-up fucking car. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So sick. So Sip sick. Uh, okay, that's a solid fun, solid fourth
1: place. Fun fact, actually. The pizza delivery guy that arrives uh, at that race at the beginning is actually the director of the movie. They're, oh, there uh, they're, uh, the person that they had basically to play that role backed out or whatever. So, he's just like, fuck it. I'll do it. He hopped in. There you go. And there's actually a fun deleted scene where he, like, after the scene shot, two girls in bikinis, like, come up onto his shoulders, and they just make him blush. It's really funny. Need it. Yep. Uh, All right, dude.
0: My fourth place spot is Sean's 1967 Ford Mustang that he ends up fucking souping up to turn into a drift car in Tokyo Drift. The black, (laughs) the black, uh, 67 Ford Mustang fastback, um... Just that car as a whole, like <clears throat> if I were to win the lottery today, the very first car that I would buy would be a Shelby 1967 Ford Mustang. So like that car alone holds its like weight in gold right there. But then they just fucking drop in the Nismo, the Nismo engine into it. And that it is the final car that Sean learns how to drift with to face DK <laughs> on DK Mountain. And it is hype as shit. And also this is a very good time to throw in RIP to Sonny Chiba, who passed away, I think last week. Uh, Sunny Chiba. Oh, sure. He is he is the father, or like like Han's, or not Han's father. Um, the father in Tokyo Drift, and he is also from. Well, he's in a, a, like a million things, but he's also probably most recognizable in the North American audience and Kill Bill as um, as Hattori Hanzo. So when she goes to get the Hottori Hanzo blade that is given to her by Sunny Chiba, so RIP, uh, he died at 82, and unfortunately he died due to COVID. So, oh well. Sunny, R.I.P. you'll be remembered. You're the goat. R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, either way, going and like not to cut Sunny short because he's just the, the goat of all goats. <laughs> but this car for me is like top tier. Fucking, I love this. The scene, I love the car, <clears throat> I love watching him fucking drift with a og muscle car like one of the most og muscle cars mm-hmm. of all time so good stuff yeah
1: uh yeah and there's actually a lot of good history there that i won't even actually i'm not going to go down that road i actually didn't even think about that car and that makes me ashamed of myself so it's actually not on my list uh but it's good that we don't have exactly the same thing so that's kind of yeah, nice there you go that one go, would buddy. have been on my list for sure because i i'm all about that american muscle uh but on that note Coming in at number three, we have Brian's Skyline from Too Fast, Too Furious. The fucking R34 Skyline in blue. I love it. It's a beautiful car. That's it? That's it. I got no other preamble. It's a beautiful car. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Okay. All right, Brandon. Uh,
0: So my my number three is Brian's 1994 Toyota Supra. So this is the orange Supra from the OG Fast and Furious as well. Um, It's Mm -hmm. the one. He has like that crazy like winged angel guy on the side of it. And again, the Toyota Supra is just like the new Supra is so fucking sexy. But the old school Supra is also equally as fucking sexy. Way sexier in my opinion. I you know what I don't I wouldn't fight you on that. Yeah. It's definitely like it's just like it's just such a sick car. Yeah, uh, and it's also a car that is very hard to get in North America and Canada. You have to order right-hand drive one from from across the pond. So again, I think that just adds to like how just amazing this car is and again just going back to the whole like when this car comes out in the movie and when that era like going to see fast and Furious for the very first time when you weren't used to seeing cars with body kits and Nas and neon glow and all that type of stuff and you just see the supra in bright orange for the very first time and you're just like
1: shit that is fucking cool <laughs> well when he pulls up to the light beside that guy, he's like ferrari eh? what's the what's the retail on one of those and then the douche just looks over it's like more than you can afford pal ferrari just, <laughs> rips yeah, just then, like rips them in it exactly and then they just do that badass uh fucking drag race in live traffic where it's to uh what's it called saliva's superstar i think is the, mm-hmm. the song and it's just it's such a fucking crazy good scene and also not to mention when he pulls up to the shop and then it's just like this is your car
0: i, I was gonna say this is also car, the car too right it's car. Like, yeah and everyone's like oh and then jesse jesse's fucking jesse yeah jesse's (laughs) losing his shit going through everything in the car yeah fuck i retract my previous
1: statement yeah fucking great (laughs) which so good segues into that car is my number two (laughs) nice
0: so brandon that car was actually my number two but i made a last minute switch so and that is now my number three it is my number three right now but it was my number two as of like 10 minutes ago makes sense
1: so it worked out. You preambled it for me. Everything I just said about that car, I fucking need that car. Like, if I could be given that car, it, it oh my God. And if you do happen to even find a twin turbo proper edition of this car on Auto Trader or something, it's like $80,000. Like, it is more expensive than the new Supras because of how hard and rare it is to get one of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah so so good uh okay so that i guess that's your number two then? yep that's my number two all right buddy my number two is hans veilside <laughs> mazda rx7 from tokyo drift Let's you double dip son of a bitch <laughs> double dipping that that mazda rx7 yeah. no this one here i think out of all of them including my number one i feel like if it's like okay here's like pick a car to like just have yeah you know the han the han one that veil side kit is just so sexy the too it so is so sleek it is so nice looking it's so clean <clears throat> the orange and black is like a perfect combination with the big like five spoke wheels um and han like han's the goat han in tokyo drift is just like he's so fucking cool yeah. he's the one who comes and helps out saves the day and lends his place to to what's his name um fucking inbred mickey yeah that guy yeah i don't remember his uh, name. <laughs> 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 Should really know this, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, yeah, yeah, to Sean and like just everything else. And either way, I love that car. The Veilside kit on it is absolutely stunning. And and Han gets my second place. Fast and Furious car. Fair enough. Uh, uh, so I did not double- wait, Brandon. Before going to number one, mm-hmm. you want to do your
1: honorable mentions? Oh, so technically, my honorable mention was actually so my top five originally had the the, Bu- the Buick Regal GNX in there, and then I moved the Lycan Hypersport into it. And then I thought that that was a was an illegitimate move because of the money. So the Lycan is actually my honorable mention.
0: Boom.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, because three point four million American. Fuck it. Buy all these cars <laughs> for that.
0: <laughs> well, it's about the how like the epicness of that car in the Fast and the Furious. Like if you showed someone that car, they wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's the Fast and the Furious car." Yeah. It it's is. like no. Where if you show like the RX Seven, RX- people be like, "Oh shit."
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's super with that classic like you said the angel on the side decal with the bright orange paint T-bar roof who yeah. you do not see T-bar roofs anymore
0: let's go cool. yeah. uh all right buddy my, my, my well my honorable mention is twinkies 2005 Volk- Volkswagen turon from Tokyo Drift as well that is the car that is his hulk his hulk car yeah. where he has like the hulk foot coming out of the back and the fist out of Got the side uh Ooh. Uh, yeah yeah like everything about this car from the like when it's when they the the scene (laughs) of them showing this car when it's on the crazy cool japanese like car rotating system and and he's in it like all the cool cars are coming out and twinkie's like nah, nah, and then yeah my life be like ooh song comes on and like it just shows that car you're like oh shit uh it's just a cool ass car i love it yeah it's so ridiculous it there's no other like minivans in the in the fast and the furious except for the one that brian drives in that like fun clip yeah um (laughs) and yeah besides that it is that's my honorable mention and brandon what's your number one fast and furious car I think I know what it's going to be, but I will let you say.
1: Yeah, I feel like you probably would as well. So, yet again, keeping on point, going back to the first movie where it all started. The 1970 Dodge Charger with the fucking blower sticking out the hood that Dom drives at the end of that movie. Yeah. And that's it. Fucking thousand pounds of uh, of fucking torque twisting the chassis up in the air, blasting it off like... (laughs) The one, like when Dom looks at it and then he's telling Brian his story and then he's like, why don't you drive it? And he just says like, so seriously, cause I'm afraid afraid. of it. And I'm like, Oh, chills. Yes. I need this. (laughs) That is the car I would drive.
0: Yeah, man. It's like the one thing in this world that scares Dom. Yeah.
1: And it's like, Oh, (laughs) you know what also scares him though? Losing family losing family
0: um yeah and then obviously that that scene when they're on they're on the line and he hits it and it fucking goes up on two wheels 100 percent is so like,
1: fucking badass
0: the goat Ugh. the goat. well my number one fast and the furious car brandon mm-hmm. is paul walker's nissan skyline the r34 gtr yep. the the gray and blue one you had covered it that was your third place one you said yep yeah for me the like the r34 skyline is again just top tier Mm -hmm. in terms of like japanese import cars and just cars in general um i just i think the first time seeing this car in in too fast too furious like i don't know it just felt like that movie had taken the step up in like just Every I feel you know what it is also I feel like every car that I do in like and when I'm playing Need for Speed and things like that mm-hmm. I just always model it around this this skyline like I always, <laughs> if the skyline is available I will always pick the skyline and I always try and make it look fucking swag as shit and like this car is just so simple and so clean mm-hmm. and just so perfect and again the too fast too furious is besides Tokyo Drift I would say the best um you got Tyrese well, you got a, like a fun cop story going on <coughs> and, that's, and this car. And just makes it that much better.
1: Well, and that's when it still was in the... Still had the same feel, you know? Like, the first one was legit just a good movie that didn't need a sequel or anything. Then you get a sequel, and it's just so cheesy and fun and just, like, just fun loose, you know? Like, just about cars and doing dumb shit. It was so much fun. Then you get Tokyo Drift that's just like, oh, we can do drifting now. Because, like, we did drag races in the first one, we did circuit racing in the second one, and now we're going to do drifting in the third one. And then the fourth one... All right, we're actually in so like New Mexico stealing gas and like pissing off fucking Brazilian governments. <laughs> like <laughs> it really it really took a turn. Uh but yeah, it's a uh, it's iconic, man. I would happily take any one of those cars, but yeah. I
0: got to I got to find out how to get a a veil side kit on an rx7
1: <laughs> uh actually i did see a fully kitted out uh new supra not too long ago actually uh oh, there's only the one supra kit 7. apparently available in new Th- north america for for the body kits and it does look pretty badass um yeah,
0: yeah. either How's way that? um yeah i'm down fast and furious amazing times. <clears throat> uh the veil side kit is 200 2 million yen How much is that? I was gonna say, is that like twenty bucks or like That is twenty twenty thousand dollars. It's really not bad actually. For just the the kit. Yeah. 18 thousand 18, US, twenty two thousand twenty-three thousand Canadian. So yeah. yeah, either way, uh that has been the top five fast and fierce cars, although very different from video games. Uh it is something that Brandon has every single week when we talk about what are we doing on the show, Brandon's just like, Well, we could do the fast and fierce cars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: top five I love top fives I think top fives are a lot of fun. Like, we what'd we do? We did Nicholas Cage, top five movies. We've done this one now for top five. I can't remember what other what ones we one? for top five. We did another we top did, five. We did at least one more. But yeah. like top five, they are fun. Though. Yeah, like,
0: they are very fun. We we should do more top five. Yeah, like but top five, five way, breakfast for cereals. Now, <laughs> buddy, tricks number one. <clears throat> oh, the beef begins. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, yeah, that, that I feel like top five breakfast cereals would require the
1: most amount of like. Like time trials. Yeah, it's been like we'd go to the grocery store, spend like a hundred dollars on breakfast sealers, and just do little samples. It's the real. That's yeah, the real we dream. We both get diabetes. Brandon, would Lucky Charms be in your top five? <sighs> Nostalgically, yes, but I don't remember the last time I had Lucky Charms. So, really? Yeah, it's been a long time. Sure and by a long that. time, I probably mean like three years. <laughs>
0: What is this ranked best to worst? Why the hell did they put like brand flakes as number four?
1: <laughs> yeah, <'cause> that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not, not that, that can't be right. Nobody likes fucking right. brand flakes. No, not healthy ones. Yeah, I exactly. Sugar. Like, man, I'll have mini wheats every now and then, but it's not one of my top favorites. If I'm just going to like go for me, i hitting some of that cinnamon toast crunch motherfuckers. yeah that would be okay
0: listeners listeners let us know if you want a a breakfast cereal it has nothing to do with video games but hey uh i think top five breakfast cereals is pretty hyped too because there's a lot of good ones out there yeah Yeah, even og og cheerios is like up there (laughs) it is so so good (laughs)
1: oh all right
0: but dude yep well that is it that has been episode 36 of the growing up gaming podcast again uh if you like the show this one was a little bit this is, ah, whatever it was a good episode it got Gamescom. Uh, <laughs> if you did enjoy the show please leave us a review on Apple uh, on sorry Apple Podcasts as well as just subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever else you are listening that is the best way to help the show and besides that reach out to us with any comments questions that you have we always love to hear from our beautiful wonderful Guggernauts and from there, Brendine's. I will throw it over to you to take us away uh, that's everything from me so thank you all and Bren take us home my dude
1: Alright, as Mikey said, it's been fun. We've had some laughs. We've had some great nostalgic moments, remembering the good old days of Fast and the Furious, the early two thousands and the dark trash era that that, that was. Love it. Uh, so either way, like Mikey said, hit us up, let us know if you disagree, if you got other other cards you uh, you would think that would have beaten ours, for example, in the in our top five. Let us know about the breakfast cereal. Let us know your favorite breakfast cereals. Uh, And also, let us know what you're doing with fucking Hades. See, uh, hit us up. See if you've tried it. See if you like what weapons you like, what weapons you don't like. Just, you know, general shit that we've talked about throughout uh, the episode. And, uh, yeah, man, I think that's it for me, too. I think it's about that time of night. And apart from that, don't listen to Mike. Give the challenge a try. It's fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's been bad Brandon. it's been bad that's why i whispered (laughs) if i get close to the mic you can't hear me uh but either way yeah that's everything for me so tune in next week to see what random shit we come up with then and as always everybody thanks for stopping by